Welcome to the Bethel Christian Church Message of the Week. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Um, our theme is, uh, is all for Jesus. And I, I had mentioned that I had uh, served in the military, got that uh, scholarship. I actually applied to UConn, and uh, I was accepted. But I just I didn't have any peace about that. And so instead of going to UConn, I mean, I don't know what a full-ride scholarship to UConn is worth now, but it was still worth a lot back, back, back then, in, in, in the uh, 90s, the 80s. And so um, I just felt uh, like that wasn't it for me. And this is, the, this is the interesting thing. I didn't know exactly what God wanted to do with my life. And so it's not like I gave up Yukon to go to, you know, a mission. Whatever. I just felt like that it wasn't what God wanted me to do. And so just for the love of Jesus, I turned down. I walked away from a, a full-ride scholarship. Like I said, I was accepted. All I had to do was go and register for my classes. And, you know, some people looked and they said, are you crazy? Why are you going to waste that? At least just go and get your degree and then go to Bible college or whatever you want to do so that you can have something to fall back on, you know? It was true. And the people that told me I was crazy, the people that told me I was wasting this, you know, they did it. They loved me. It wasn't like some communist or some, somebody like that saying that. To me. It was persons that genuinely cared about me. But we're talking about all for Jesus. And we're talking about why you will walk towards something or why you will walk away from something. And I believe that for somebody to waste their life, hallelujah, why the waste? To make a crazy decision like that. I believe that a person needs a revelation of the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in their life for that. Amen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to be a good person and go to church because you know that's what you should be doing. That's what your parents did or whatever like that. But to be radical and to really offer Jesus it, you need... A, a, a real touch of God where you experience personally that love of Jesus Christ, that, that touch of God, that hug of God, praise the Lord. When, when we're doing kids' camps in Africa, and I tell the kids to come to the altar just to seek the Lord, I tell them, I said, man, let's go after God. And you know what? I believe that God is actually going to come and hug some of you, that you will feel the presence of God there. And it's true. Kids in our camps come and they say, Pastor Mark, when you were talking about, you know, giving a hug, that happened to me. As we were praying, I felt somebody come from behind and give me a hug. I thought it was a camp counselor. And when I turned around, there was nobody around me. Amen. So many kids 
that we see in Africa who are rising up now to take leadership positions when they're giving their testimonies, so many of them, it comes back to when I was at camp and we were praying, I felt a touch from God. I felt this and that. Brothers and sisters, it is so important that we don't follow after a historical Jesus that each one of us experiences a dynamic, a real touch where we can say, I had a time in my life where I felt God touched me and loved me, and I know it, hallelujah. When a, a humble heart, when you just come to God in sincerity and humility and say, God, forgive me, God, I just want you, Jesus, Lord, touch me. Praise the Lord. And as Kim and I, as we minister and reach out to Hindus in Fiji who live all around us. We share the gospel with them. So many of them have actually heard about Jesus, but they choose to stay in Hinduism because they just look at Christianity as another God, another religion. They, they look at Jesus as, yeah, he's a God, he's God, but we also have Vishnu, we also have Shiva, we have all that. And they don't want to leave what they have because they just think that their gods are better because they have never had that experience of the love and the touch of Jesus. They've never felt that. And so it's almost like I can't blame them because they've never encountered that. And I've talked with some of them, and they've said, yeah, I know I should be following Jesus, but if I did that, I'd have to leave all my traditions, and my family wouldn't go along with it. I had a Hindu young man come to my house once to fix my air conditioner. And I started talking to him about his God and, and, and the God I serve. And I was honest with him, I said, uh, Vinod, uh, whatever his name, Vinod, I said, you know, I said, the reason I serve Jesus is because there's one thing he does for me that Shiva could never do, or, or Ram, I'm sorry, Ram could, could, could never do, Ram. I said, when I pray and I talk to God, I can feel his presence, and, and he forgives my sins, and you know, Ram, you just don't get that with Ram or, or any of Ganesh or any of those guys. And he was like, yeah, yeah. He, I said, in fact, you want to know what that feels like? And he's like, what? And I said, I said you, would you like to know what that feels like? He's like, sure. I said, okay, I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit would touch you and let you feel a little bit of what the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ feels like. You know, Paul the Apostle said, we didn't come to you with human words of wisdom, but in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. And so when you share the gospel of Christ with a Hindu or a Connecticut agnostic or anybody like that, they're not going to be convinced by your words of wisdom. They need to feel God. They need to experience something they've never experienced. So I challenge you just to do that, what I did with this guy. I said, I said, Vinod, I said, let me just pray for you right now. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stand over here. I'm not even going to touch you. Just close your eyes. He closed his eyes. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the release right now. Holy Spirit, touch him, God. Show him how much you love him, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. 
Now, in our house, we've kind of like, we have praise and worship music going on a lot. And so it's kind of like a, a, you know, open heaven type of situation. And so this guy's standing there and he's like, whoa, whoa, never felt that before. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm like, Venod, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. I said, that's why I serve Jesus instead of ram. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, that's what each person needs. If we're going to go all in for Jesus, hallelujah, each one of us needs to have that type of experience where we experience the love and forgiveness of God, where God makes himself real to us, where we can actually say, I felt the touch of the Holy Spirit, where I felt God's finger upon me, his love upon me. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus died for it on the cross. Jesus paid for that upon the cross. Hallelujah. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price so you could have that experience. Amen? If my mom sent me to the grocery store and said she wanted me to pick up uh, like 10 different things, and I walked and I bought the things, and I'm walking home with my bags of groceries, and I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, you know what? I forgot one of the bags. Okay? Now, that's, in these economy, probably about $80 worth of, worth of food. Okay? Okay. Am I going to, okay, man, I'm going to have to go 20 minutes back to the store. What am I going to do? Am I going to go 20 minutes back to the store? Or am I going to just go home because, oh, man, that's 20 minutes. That'd be 40 minutes. Okay? Well, you know what? My mom worked hard to earn the money for those groceries. And to honor my mother, I'm going to turn around and go back to the store and get what she paid for. Are you with me? Guys, Jesus died not only so that you could have your sins forgiven, but so that you could be filled with the Holy Spirit, so you could have that touch. And not only so that you could have that touch, but so that touch could flow through you and you could minister to that to others. Amen. Whosoever sins you remit, they will be remitted. You can release healing into other people's lives. You can release that forgiveness. You can touch, pray that God would touch a person and let them feel the forgiveness of God. Guys, if... If you've never experienced that or felt that before, don't walk away from this place today, amen, without that. Hallelujah. If you've never experienced that or if it's been a long time, at the end, we're just going to have a time of prayer like we normally do here, amen? And I want to encourage you just for a, a touch from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God, I want to feel what that girl on the video was talking about, God. You're real. I want to experience a supernatural touch from heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's go to our Bibles. A story about, about what I'm talking about. Experiencing the forgiveness, the, the experiencing the touch of God that would cause you to waste your life. Amen. That would cause you to be making decisions that other people think it's such a waste. Amen? In the book of John, chapter 12, verse 1, it's the story of Jesus 
sitting with Lazarus and Mary. They're having dinner. And this same story is in Matthew, Mark, and John. It's in three of the Gospels. In fact, it's such an impacting story that Jesus says, wherever the Gospel is preached, this story is going to be told. That's how important this story is in the Bible. And so what I'm going to do is instead of just reading it out of one gospel, I'm going to take parts of it from this gospel, parts of it from that gospel, because each gospel gives a little bit more description. And so we're going to start in John, go to Matthew, and then into Mark. Okay, here we go. John chapter 1. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Now turn with me, if you've got your Bible, to Matthew chapter 26. The same story. We're going to read a couple more verses out of that. It's got a little bit more of a description. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 26. Here's your water, Pastor. Verse 6, And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman, now we know from John that was Mary, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste for this fragrant oil? might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Now, verse 10. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. All right? Why do you trouble the woman? Now we're going to go to Mark chapter 14, verse 6. Amen. Isn't this cool? The same story in the three different gospel versions. We're getting all the details from the different versions. As you're turning to Mark chapter 6, I'll just let you know, back then people saved their money, silver, gold. They, they converted their, their money to silver and gold to save it, like maybe we should have done like last year before inflation hit. Um, and another thing they used to convert their money to save their money was perfume. They would, store, they would buy perfume because it didn't lose its value. It only increased in value. And so this was pretty much Mary's life savings, all right? This was Mary's life savings, saved up in perfume. Mark chapter 14, verse 6. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Thank you, Lord. 
John 12, 4 says one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Hallelujah. So here we have these two people. We have Judas and we have Mary. And we have two different attitudes here. We have the, the Judas attitude that was selfish, that was just wanting, wanting the money not to be, what he said, why the waste? Not to be wasted. And I just want you to, to look at your life and look at how many times you've met people with a Judas type of attitude. Why the waste? Or, to be honest with you, every one of us, every one of us, because we're not perfect, struggle with that attitude sometimes. We look and say, why the waste? That guy could have had a full scholarship to any state college in the Connecticut University. Why the waste? What a waste! Do you see that? All the money that these people are giving to the church. Guy gives $100 a month to missions. You know what? That's $1,200 a year. You could buy an Oculus with that. You put that money together for a couple years, you could buy a TV the size of a barn. Oh, praise the Lord. You save that over like 50 years, you could buy a, a Tesla. Maybe used, but you could buy a Tesla. <laughs> Hallelujah. iPhone 20XL, whatever, the next version next year. Praise God. You know what? There's, there, there, for some reason, when it comes to giving money to missions, there's this mindset we struggle with well look man if i got what i could do with this money you know why give it to missions i can waste it better you know why the waste <laughs> hallelujah it's true it's true we struggle with that why the waste not only with 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 money but with time as well with time as well uh, last week kim and i were looking for a car you know, to, and so we're on a, the, a lot of a, a, a motor vehicle lot, and the guy who's uh, coming to sell cars to me, his name is Omar. And so, you know, I have this philosophy, uh, salt. Have you ever heard of a, a witnessing method called salt? Anybody? Salt, S-A-L-T. Start a conversation, ask questions, listen and then testify. Amen? So, salt. I like, to, I like to, to do that, to witness. I'm on the car lot with this guy named Omar, and so I'm, we got the conversation going, and we're, I'm talking, testifying, getting to the point, testifying what I'm doing, and Omar says, you know, he said, Mr. Gardner, I, I had COVID a few months ago. He goes, and I almost died. He said, you know, hearing what you're doing, it's a really good thing, the way you're helping people and everything. And he said, I, the doctor said, if I hadn't come in to the hospital two days, I would have been dead. He said, and I was sitting there in the hospital trying to breathe, trying to, you know, survive. And I started thinking about my life and what I was doing. He said, and I'm starting to think, maybe I should go out on the mission field. 
Maybe I should go out there. You know, what do I need to do to get there? <laughs> and I said, Omar, I said, before you come to the mission field, brother, you need to involve yourself in the ministries of your church. Don't come to the mission field empty-handed with no skills. I said, you need to get involved in the ministries of your church. You know, we not only give our money, but we give our time. Amen? You need to get involved in, in the children's programs, in the youth programs, the men's ministries, the women's ministries. You need to be involved in the outreaches so that after you've ministered in your own culture, then when you come to Fiji or someplace like that, you have something to offer. And so today, I want to ask you, before I go any further, like, are you having a Judas mindset or are you having a Mary mindset? Hallelujah. Your time and your money, your time and your money, what are you doing with it? Amen? Are you using it for the Lord or what, what people would consider a waste? Or are you using it for the Lord? Are you giving it to the Lord? Praise the Lord. You see, Mary, she had a revelation of God's goodness and forgiveness. Where were they? They were sitting having dinner and Lazarus was there. Jesus had showed his great love by raising her brother from the dead. And not only did she see the power of Jesus demonstrated, she also saw the love of Jesus. Remember the Bible says Jesus wept. When Jesus was there, oh, see how they, he what? Oh, see how he loved him. That's what the people said. Jesus was weeping. When people had a revelation of the love of Jesus and the power of God, they were so thankful. And Mary was so thankful because she had that, that she was willing to pour out her alabaster box on the head of Jesus and then down on, on, the, on the feet and, 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 and wipe the, the, the feet of Jesus with her, uh, with, with her, with her hair. Hallelujah. I, I, uh, um, I, I just want to ask you right now, uh, just to do an assessment in your own life, in your own life, what uh, with your time and with your finances, what's happening with that? Are, are people looking at you and saying, man, why is he wasting all his time in church? He, he, he could be watching football. You know, how are you going to do the brackets on fantasy football if you don't like, you know, watch it? You know, how, how come he's spending all his time? How come she's spending all her time in the church? Do people look at your, you and say you're wasting your life? Your, your money? Do they look at you and say, hey, you're wasting your money? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Are you with me? Every one of us has to deal with the spirit of Judas in our life. Personally, we don't need anybody to say anything to us. We all struggle with it ourselves. There's things that we think we can do better with our time and our money. But once again, we need the revelation, that touch of the Holy Spirit in our life, to have that revelation of, of the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. Hallelujah, not just 20 years ago. We need that revelation, and it's like a fuel to keep us going, amen? To keep us serving Jesus like we should. I've got 
two families right now. I'm, I'm 57 years old. I know it doesn't look it unless I get my brother's just for men hair stuff on. But, um, <laughs> and you know who you are. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm 57. I'm not getting any younger. And so what they're telling, what they're wanting me to do now is they're wanting me to train up and work with new missionaries. Uh, and, uh, and so this uh, coming year, I've got two families that are coming to live over here. Uh, I'm sorry, to live over in Fiji to train uh, with Kim, Kim and myself. OK, and I'm just going to tell you, one of those families is, is the Rios family, okay? It's a, the Rios, Tony Rios, Christy Rios. They're from over near Newark, New Jersey. Tony's a school teacher. Tony is a, 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 um, a school teacher, and Christy, she runs their ice cream shop. So they own an ice cream shop. He's a school teacher. They've never been to, like, a formal Bible school you know they've taken like correspondence courses but what they've done is they've been involved in the ministries of their church amen they've been involved in the prayer and intercession team you know like these guys come before the service and they're praying there that's you know they've been involved in prayer they've been involved in men's ministry, just the different ministries and now they want to take it a step further so they want to go to fiji so what what they're doing is tony is giving up his, his, his career in, in teaching in the school, and, and, and they're selling their house, they're selling their business, all so they can go to Fiji, be with Mark Gardner, minister to the Fijians, uh, to reach out to the Indians. And Tony comes from a background where he was a drug addict, he was a drug addict, and Jesus, he turned his life to Jesus, and the Lord delivered him from drugs. Hallelujah. And so, Tony, he, like Mary, he just has a revelation of God's love and his power in his life, and he wants to serve Jesus. And so, he's just giving all that up. Praise the Lord. The, the, the other family coming is the Doris family. Um, they're from out in Missouri. And, and Gary... He is a, a, a licensed uh, social worker. He's been through, uh, he has a degree in social work he, um, uh, in the state of Missouri. And so uh, he's, he's got a career in that. Once again, these aren't people that graduated high school, went to Bible college, now they want to go to the mission field. No, these are people just like you and me here that have careers, that have businesses, but that also have a revelation of the forgiveness and the love of Jesus Christ in their life. And as a result, they're doing something incredible. They've got people looking and saying, why the waste? Years building up your business. Years going to college. What are you going to do in Fiji with a degree in social work? He wants to reach out to, to young people because a lot of teenagers and young people come to Fiji for college, and he wants to minister to, 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 to college students there. Hallelujah. All these, all these, uh, um, all these, uh, uh, the, these, these, these reasons. He, he wants to go and serve Jesus because of a revelation of love. And there's an attitude of, why the waste? But I want you to hear this today. The Lord 
looks down from heaven and he looks at Tony, he looks at uh, 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 the Dorises, he says, hey, he's doing what he can. Amen? Just like Jesus, when they said, why the waste? This money could have been given to the poor. What did Jesus say? He said, leave her alone, for she did what she could. And this morning, I want to ask you this morning, are you doing what you can? Hallelujah. You are the only one that can really make, make that choice or decision or judgment over your own life. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all I can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No condemnation. Thank you, Jesus. No condemnation. I just want to say that with a fresh revelation, a touch of Jesus on our life, of the love of God, we can do a lot more, hallelujah, hallelujah, with our time and with our finances. Thanks for tuning in to the Bethel Christian Church Message of the Week. Head to BethelCC.org to stay up to date with everything that's going on at Bethel Christian Church.